Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Spouse Election Podcast. Season 2, Episode 4. Whoa. Whoa. The Breakfast Club. Although, it's not breakfast time when we're watching this. It is actually, like, after dinner. It's Father's Day when we're recording this, and I just I just cooked an absolutely immaculate steak. Yeah. Happy Father's Day, babe. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, thank you. How was your day? Did you have a good day? Fantastic day. Heck yeah. Yeah, we went. We took Ian to the park, and he went down the slide by himself for the first time ever. Yeah, that was incredible. Yep. So, pretty much yeah. perfect Father's Day. Uh, you know, it's a balmy 69 degrees outside, which is nice. Yeah, being outside today didn't feel like crazy hot. You know, like the past few days here in Buffalo, we've had like some really hot weather, and it's been kind of torturous to like go outside. Like we've gone outside, we've gone to the pool, but we haven't like gone like outside for a walk or anything just because it's been so like humid and hot and like like ugh, Wednesday it was like sticky. It felt awful. Do you remember? Sticky. It was so sticky in my AC in my car. Please don't say that word. I hate that word so much. I really hate it. But yeah, so my AC in my car broke this week. And it was, like, the hottest temperatures we've had here. Mm-hmm. So we were kind of, like, dying. Yeah, her car was straight moist. Okay, you know. So, The Breakfast Club. <laughs> the Breakfast Club. So, I've, from what I understand, this movie is about a bunch of people who get together weekly to celebrate the joys of, like, Dutch babies. No, no. French toast. <laughs> and pancakes. No. no. No? Then, well, I guess I'll have to cease, but... You might want to <coughs> regale me with your... <coughs> oh, sorry. Ooh, we're going to have to edit that one out. I don't... <laughs> Just keep going. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I'm going to need to hear your summary here. Okay. All right. So, it's... I don't even need to write it down. Really, it's just like five degenerates realize they have more in common than they thought. Also, like, four out of five of them couple up, and the fifth guy is just kind of, like, left to... Play with himself, I guess. Make some French toast. But, yeah, Make basically. some Dutch babies. Mm-hmm. But yeah. And it's mm. a classic. It's just a classic. It's like, you know that era in the 1980s, like the John Hughes movies? Well, like, No, what other movies did John Hughes make? I've never actually heard of John Hughes. Re- really? Not as far as I'm aware. That's actually really surprising. I'm pretty clueless about this stuff, though. Wow. See, that's crazy, though, because, like, that's surprising because of... Your mom is, like, a huge John Hughes fan. Yeah, sorry, Mom. This is one of the movies that I was always like, oh, yeah, I totally have watched The Breakfast Club. <laughs> no. You're a fraud. Well, I was like, what is it, this one? And then the only other one that was like this that I did watch was um, Fight Club. Fight Club is not a John Hughes movie, though. I don't think. Pretty sure it's not. I don't think it is, yeah. Um, so John Hughes, have you ever heard of, like, Pretty in Pink? Yeah. Okay. Like that era of like Molly Ringwald movies, like 16 What's Candles. That? 16 Candles? What's another one? Something um, about dancing. Dirty Dancing? Dirty Dancing, yes. Is that John Hughes? Probably not. That's Patrick Swayze's in it, though. Yeah. I'm just, that's, I, I'm not sure actually if he's in it. Um, there's a movie with, um, is it Keanu in one of them? I can't remember now. No, it's not Keanu. It's John Cusack. It's called Say Anything. Oh, yeah, no, Keanu plays John Wick, not John Cusack. Okay, thank you. (laughs) He also plays Johnny Silverhand in Cyberpunk 2077, which is an incredible game, in my opinion. Contentious statement. 
I liked it. I liked it. You know what's funny is that me and my coworker had a conversation about it at work. And oh. he was like on the side of like, it's trash. I don't like it. And I was Did like. he play it on console? No, he played it on PC and he still didn't like it. And he was like, yeah, I didn't really like the story. And I'm like, what? Uh, the story was good. The story was if a the game incredible. Worked for you, it was a good game. Like, but. Yeah, okay. Let's not get into a, a tangent. <laughs> a, too much of a tangent. Just if you haven't played Cyberpunk 2077, you really should. Anyway, thank you. <laughs> yeah. So the Breakfast Club, it's about a bunch of people frying up some breakfast. So in the 80s. No, like, what is your actual knowledge about this movie? Like you said, it's probably about, like, some degenerates in, like, a high school setting or something. That's all you know? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. It's it's high school, it's not college. They probably are into poetry or something lame. (laughs) No. You're... What? We'll find out. We'll find out. <laughs> maybe they're into poetry or something lame, or maybe they're cool, and I just have been missing out. I suspect I've been missing out, because people, Aaron's been telling me all week that this movie, that I'm really going to be looking forward to this movie, or really going to enjoy this movie. It's I can't so even good. speak. It's Father's Day. Full disclosure, I've had several beers today, <laughs> over the course of the day, and that's exactly what you're going to get about get from me. I'm going to have another <laughs> beer over the course of this uh, movie, too. Can I, like expose you for a second sure what <laughs> okay. is that supposed to mean <laughs> so, so earlier today we went out to lunch and rich ordered a beer yeah and he like ended up asking the waitress what time it was but like no judgment because it's father's day and you deserve Listen, I, you weren't driving like we were totally fine i was getting a patty melt and a patty melt in a beer is a justifiable combo it was noon it was exactly noon and it's father's day so if it's acceptable on Mother's Day to have a mimosa at noon, then it's perfectly acceptable I, for someone on Father for a dad. Just as easily ordered a mimosa there too. Yeah, like but, I don't understand the stigma behind that. Like the, the the waitress had like a visibly confused look on her face, and I didn't really care for it. I'm just yeah, saying. No, full disclosure, she just seemed like she was new or something. I just wrote it off as like uh, I have to like put beer on this thing. Like I don't, I don't expect to order a beer. Like <laughs> maybe it was because I asked what was on draft. I don't think they have draft. Oh, maybe that could have been, been, yeah. But anyway, shout out to Peg's Place in Hamburg. Great diner. They'll serve you beer at noon on a Sunday. No judgment. Some (laughs) judgment, but that's okay. Okay, real quick before we, like, go and actually watch this movie since we're on this tangent. We, when it comes time again, have to try the apple cider mimosas that they do there. Yeah. Because, like, we've made apple cider mimosas, but I think they put, like, caramel syrup in theirs or something like that. Jesus. Yeah. So we'll have to do that. Okay, we're going to go watch this movie now. <laughs> yes, we are. All right, we'll be back. This podcast, not sponsored by Peg's Place. Although it really should be. So, shout out. If anyone from out. Peg's is listening to this, like, yeah. what's up? Yeah, we'll gladly sponsor Peg's Place. They're okay. so great. <laughs> All right, we'll be back. Okay. We're back, and we have just finished watching The Breakfast Club. Yep, we have been clubbed. (laughs) (laughs) We didn't have club sandwiches, though, while we watched it, which is a little disappointing. No, but we'll make make it happen. Um, So, yeah. All right. What did you think? I enjoyed it. Yay. Very much. Um, Yeah, so let's kind of dive right into this. So, like, what, what do you think is the point of The Breakfast Club? Okay. Um, so I feel like the message in the movie mm-hmm. is that 
it doesn't matter where you come from, um, whether you're, you know, a basket case, a criminal, a, a princess, jock, right? Um, everyone has their own shit, basically. Everyone yeah. has their own problems, and like, it, yeah, it really depends on like how you as a person deal with it, and like, what's important is finding people that you can just relate to. I guess like. I, friendship i guess is kind of the whole point too of the movie yeah i mean that's pretty much what i was gonna say is that it's about like the fact that everybody's got their own shit going on yeah they've got their own problems and like you can't just like from the outside look at like oh their problems aren't serious because to them they are right you know right yeah um and i I like that message actually i liked the characters, I liked how the whole the whole thing unfolded. So, like, I wrote down some notes here. Like, you know, obviously we have, like, the titles for all them, like, the princess, the criminal, the, the jock, the, the um, basket case, and the... Uh, the brain. The brain, yeah, yeah. Brian the brain. Um, so, my favorite character, full disclosure, Brian for sure. <laughs> I knew that he was going to be your favorite. I wrote Brian Johnson. I had written the bro first, but he's the king of kings. <laughs> And that's just the way it's going to be. All right, that's Total fair. G. Um, I love how they diffused, like, it was like, oh, my gosh, Brian, very serious. He's so depressed about his failing the shop class that he's going to kill himself. And then you realize that he had a flare gun. <laughs> yeah. And it burnt his locker down. <laughs> you really can't help but just laugh, like, when that's revealed. Yeah, know? very, like, very clever way to, like, diffuse the tension of an extremely tense scene yeah because i mean really it goes from like whoa like it escalates so quickly into like very very serious territory and then yeah (laughs) all the characters bust out in laughter at him um full disclosure my favorite character is john bender okay the Um, dink yeah (laughs) i love how you call him the dink because yeah hang on i have an itch on my foot okay sorry um, yeah, so, number one, he, like, reminded me of me in high school. I mean, not, like, to that extent, but in terms of, like, using humor as a coping mechanism. Because, I mean, you know me. That's, like, that's my whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, like, I mean, I was in detention a whole bunch when I was in my senior year of high school because, um, some context. So there was this room called the Blue Room at our high school where, like, music kids could go to do, like, practices and, like, people would have their lessons in there. But, like, you could rent out, like, a part of the Blue Room. It had, like, like, there were, it was a room, but there were, like, individual little practice rooms that had, like, a computer and, like, a little keyboard and stuff and a music stand. So people could, during their study hall periods, if they wanted to, they could sign into the Blue Room and just spend their study hall in the blue room instead of being in study hall um so i decided to say fuck that i'm gonna go to the blue room instead of going to gym class and so i did that and i didn't realize that like because like you had to sign in every time Mm -hmm. i didn't realize that all i could do was just look at like i was signing into the blue room instead of going to gym class (laughs) (laughs) like oh no i'm leaving a paper trail every single time i do this it wasn't exactly the smartest decision so i ended up getting Number one, banned from the Blue Room for the rest of, I think, 
Well, I was only allowed in there when I had like lessons. I couldn't just <laughs> go in there to hang out. Right. Um, and then I think I got detention for like two months or something like that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Or maybe it was like a month. I can't remember. It was something like that. It was some like crazy long amount of time, but I ended up going to like the principal's office and shit. Like it was, yeah, I was just like, yeah, fuck gym class. <laughs> I remember I get it. I had the same thing happen to me. Well, not the same thing, but kind of the same thing. Like, I forever, um, in senior year, my buddy Phil would always, like, just, like, not go to gym class. He would just, like, skip gym class. He would just, like, not, like, he would, like, show up for, like, the, the very beginning of the class and, like, ditch out when everyone was getting changed. And it was, like, he did this a few times, and I was just, like, well, shit, I'm gonna do that, too. Wouldn't you know that as soon as I do that, I get caught. And <laughs> That's always how it happens. And, like, ended up in Jug, which is justice under God at my high school. What the hell is that? And we just had to, what did we have to do? I don't know. We either had to, like, help clean classrooms or, or, or something. It was stupid. It was detention. Oh, that's dumb. See, we had, like, focus, which was in-school suspension, which mm-hmm. I found myself in there a couple of times. And what they would do is they would, like... Like, you'd go to your first couple of periods mm-hmm. in, at the high school, and then they would take you around, like, 11 o'clock. Like, you would go and get on, like, a little short bus, and they'd take you to the middle school, and you'd go and sit in this, like, windowless, legit, I'm not even, like, I can't make this shit up. Seems expensive. You, <laughs> yeah. You would literally just sit in a windowless room in the middle school and just, like, do your homework for, like, the rest of the day, and then they would just take you home from the middle school. It was fucking ridiculous. That is pretty, that seems so inefficient. But yeah. whatever. Okay, I guess. Like, Jesus. Okay, real quick. It says, Aaron's still naughty in your notes? Mm-hmm. What does that mean? You're naughty. <laughs> I mean, yes, that's very You're dodging true. out on gym class. Dude, I fucking hate it. Okay, real quick, before we go back into the actual discussion. Well, high school digressions. Yes, What's up, quick, everybody? Quick high school digression. So, okay, shout out to my senior year gym teacher Mr. Vesper he was like a fucking G but I also hated gym class because like I don't like to run like no so I don't know about you but like we had to do as part of our like physical fitness we had to do the mile run every yeah. year yeah. or maybe it was like every like quarter or something. whatever we did it a ridiculous amount of time Yeah. and I fucking hated the mile and I would like <laughs> do everything I could to get out of it and I remember I telling like Mr. Vesper I really don't want to do the mile. Is there any way that I can get out of it? Yeah. And he said, well, all right, you, you don't have to run it, but you have to be, you, you can't walk it. There has to be something like in the middle. Like make some effort. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, what if I skip it? And he was like, what do, what do you mean? No, you can't. You're doing the mile. And I was like, no, I mean, what if I like physically are like skipping instead of running? And he yeah. was like, I guess. So yeah, I like skipped. Yeah, like if you're moving a mile, like whatever. Yeah. So I skipped the mile because it was like it exerted less energy than running and my mile time was like 11 minutes but <laughs> i remember <laughs> what it, it i had like i think in i think it was senior year i had the like an, it was something ridiculous i ended up having like an eight and a half minute mile or something like that's that. that's not too bad yeah well not because i like actually like ran a mile but because like I, I walked when I was at the far end away from the t- gym teacher and I like made a big effort when I was like coming on the other <laughs> side. So like he just like saw me making an effort as I was running by him and, and like timed me and was like, McGillivray, good time. 
and, and I just walked off. I was just like, cool, there's my time. Easy peasy. So I, I think I did maybe like three quarters of a mile or something, but I just walked off the thing because my time was counted. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, I made off pretty good. Speaking of gym class, I remember one time we were playing kickball and I kicked my shoe off. Oh no! Like I kicked the ball and my shoe went flying too, and that was <laughs> that was fucking hilarious. I, Did you ever have to do the the pacer test? Uh, presidential something. Something like where you had to like it, it was like a beep and you had to like run from one end of the gym of the other or like a specific amount of like there was feet between each line <laughs> I don't and oh okay there was this really fucking stupid pacer test that We're we had to tangent, do folks. we are on a tangent but that you know what that's okay it's yeah. our podcast um so there was this it was literally like a beep it would like time you and there were different levels and the beep would like get faster and you would mm-hmm. have to like before the beep before the next beep you'd have to make it to the other end of the gym mm-hmm. and so there were people that would do like like crazy numbers they'd have like 70 or some like crazy shit like yeah. that and i remember like the minimum amount that you could do to get credit for it was like 15 and after, yeah. after 15 i was like i'm out i'm out <laughs> fuck oh, this shit i'm done <laughs> oh my god okay all right back to back to our actual discussion so how about emilio estevez i like his character a lot because how about it, emilio estevez though just as a person sure i like him isn't he martin sheen's son I think you're right, yeah. He's like Charlie Sheen's brother or something, isn't yeah. he? Yeah. No, you're right, actually. Yes, he is Martin Sheen's son. Well, I do declare <laughs> I for all declare. the South as oh. General Robert E. Lee. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know what? It's crazy you say that because, like, I can see a lot Robert of... Robert E. Lee. Sorry. Well, okay, yes, but, like, yeah, I can see a lot of Emilio Estevez in... Or, yeah, or a lot of Martin Sheen and Emilio... You know what I'm saying. You know they look like they're related. And you watched the the Mighty Ducks, right? Of course. The, the classic. I've also seen The Outsiders. He's in The Outsiders. Okay, okay. Yeah, he's Two Bit Matthews. So he I like breakfast there Two Bit. Okay, sorry. Why? I like our <laughs> Russell boy. I like WrestleMania. <laughs> WrestleMania's all right. He has it tough because his daddy's like, "You gotta be tough, boy." And like I relate to that. My dad was always. My dad has a lot of stories about all the people that. All the times he got his ass kicked, but many of the times that he kicked at, kicked people's asses. Did you and ever feel pressure to, like, do what he did? I mean, I know that I, like, don't, I'm not, like, a fighter like he is. <laughs> Which, like, thank I God. Have my, I have not had my nose broken several times. Has he? Yeah. How many times? I don't, I don't know. Hey, Dad, how many times have you had your, your nose yeah, if you're broken? To this, a lot, though. That's, you can look at his nose. It's all crooked for a reason. I guess I've never really noticed. Yeah, I, th- he doesn't. He wouldn't want me to, like, get into specifics. But, like, yeah, he, yes. Okay, I'll have Big to, like, time ask bar him fighter about that. In, back in the day. I'll have to ask him about that. Then. And stuff. So, you know, and also, like, back in school and stuff like that, he, he definitely was a fighter. And that's, you know, that is what it is. Have you ever broken a bone? No. Me neither. No, but I'm also, like, again, I'm a lover, not a fighter. Mm. <laughs> you know? So, you know, I I feel Emilio. I feel Emilio. I get that. But also, you don't beat <laughs> you up. You feelio Emilio. I feelio Emilio, but also you don't beat-y-up-yo the weak-yo kid-yo. Because that's not morally justifiable. And it's not, but also just the idea of, like, taping someone's buns together is fucking hilarious i don't care who you are that is pretty darn funny <laughs> that's such an 80s thing speaking of beating up kids 
Yeah. Vernon, dick. Not cool, dick. Like, at the yeah. time, I was kind of like, because, you know, not spilling any tea here. I remember in high school, there was a time where a teacher, like, a te- someone was picking on a teacher way too hard for way too long. And the teacher was fun to make fun of. He was fun to pick on. Pick on. So, like, he gave it and got it. But also, uh, you know, it got to the point where, like, straight up said to, like, like one of these days you're going to be, like, graduated and I'm going to, like, see you. <laughs> like, I'm going to kick your ass. Jesus and it's, Christ. And, like, you know, that's not come to pass. But for someone who, if anyone was involved in that, might might listen to this. That'd be funny. But, you know, no no disclosing anything. It's just that's, I remember, again, I remember from high school a similar situation. And was it serious? Not as serious as this one. This one was friggin' a teacher, like, straight up has him in the, in the locker room and is, like, sick of his shit. This yeah. was a situation where we were just a little tough of, <laughs> We're well, all tough on this guy. Yeah, hang on. I feel like I'm gonna sneeze. Hang on, wait. Help me with you. Okay, I'm sorry. No, I just my defense of Bender is that like he's a kid that I mean he says himself he's abused at home. Like you see the evidence on his arm, he's abused at home, yeah. and like clearly he has not had an adult to confide in or an adult that has really given a fuck about his situation, and no. so that's why he acts the way that he does, and. Yeah, in that situation, it's like the the response that Vernon should have had, regardless of whether he likes the kid or not, is to ask him if he's okay and to, like, call CPS or some shit. Like, My sister in crisis was 1984. I know, but still, CPS existed back in 1984. Like, there were still caring adults, I imagine, that their job was to investigate, you know... Um, as far as I'm concerned, 1984 was the wild wasteland. <laughs> Sometimes a sheriff would come around and lay down the law. Oh. You'd have a bounty hunter walk into the school and be like, I'm here to take down that there bandit. I don't think that's right. No? No. Some people, you tell me how it was in the 1980s. That have you ever read then. 1984, the book? It's no. not like actually about 1984. But no, I've never read You should read it. You should read it. I know, but that's besides the point. This well, was this in movie, 1984, and that, yeah. you know, that's kind of creepy. That's a that's a pretty crazy coincidence. Well, you know what's crazy to think about is the fact that this movie, in two years, is going to be 40 years old. No, 1990 was only 20 years ago. No, it wasn't. 1980 <laughs> was only 20 years ago, Aaron. No, it wasn't. The future no, wasn't. is not happening, Aaron. <laughs> Uh, admittedly, though, I still find myself being like, yeah, 1990, whatever, that was 10 years ago. And then I remember, <laughs> oh, no, it's not. It's 2022. Uh, God. So, yeah, I mean, I feel like, I feel Bender being, like, he's got it rough. But, you know, the moral of the story is that they all got it rough. Yeah. Bender probably has it, in practical terms, the roughest. Yeah. Well, okay, here's, I, I don't know why this Although thought just... Although he hits Pater at the end of the movie, he gets a diamond, so that kid's, <laughs> that kid's in it. That's his, that's his nest egg, he's gonna ditch school, he's gonna go on the lamb, and he's actually, if you, if you follow the story, this is actually a prequel for Rambo First Blood. Okay. Which, maybe that's the movie we should watch for the next podcast. <laughs> Rambo. I, I gotta take a look at the, I gotta take a look <laughs> at the, the violence ratings for that one, but we'll get back to you on what we're gonna watch for the next movie. Anyway. No, I was just going to say, I just had a random thought because I don't want the takeaway from this to be that, like, I'm excusing 
bad behavior because you have it rough at home. I'm saying that there's a reason he's acting the way that he does Mm -hmm. and that it's clear that there has not been a caring adult to, like I said, to, you know. But there are many circumstances where there are caring adults that do still, you know, try to intervene Mm -hmm. and try and help somebody in that situation and they still act like complete dickheads. So certainly that's all. Sorry. Sorry for the tangent there. I just wanted to make sure that this wasn't getting lost in translation. So Um, Bender is now Rambo, John Rambo. Are you, you're writing that down? Yeah. John Rambo band. (laughs) Oh, so then we got Allison who we find out her name about an hour into the movie. Mm -hmm. And she, it's just outrageous. I like that she's always got a, a, she's always like halfway about laughing. She's like halfway <laughs> to laughing at all times because something, something's hitting her right in her funny bone. Well, it's because she literally, I mean, she says in the movie that she didn't have anything better to do than go to detention. Yeah. So her whole game the entire time is just to fuck with all of them. Yeah. Like that's her entertainment. And I kind of feel that. Yeah, I feel that too. <laughs> I respect it anyway. Yeah, I mean, she has she has a terrible home life. Okay, wait, the sneeze is going to come. I can feel it. I can feel it. <sighs> okay, sorry. You. Thank you. Um, so we know her, her home life is no good. Mm-hmm. She says herself she doesn't have any friends. Yeah, so, her parents ignore her, so of course she wants attention. Of course she does what she does for attention. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she, you know, she doesn't have any friends so her her social skills are subpar it mm-hmm. would appear so her idea of like having a conversation with somebody is to just lie and get them to you know to fuck with people basically yeah she likes to fuck with people mm-hmm. so clear the richie with the broken home oh, she's the worst character i love the molly ringwald character yeah she sucks. I That's hate Claire. I've okay. always hated Claire. You hate Claire. Elaborate. Claire reminds me so much of the fucking kids I went to high school Uh-oh, with. Uh-oh, spill the tea. No, I don't really spill the tea. No, spill just tea. I went to a high school that was in a predominantly, you know, well-off area. And there were fucking, what, like, let me think of how many kids. There were, like, almost 2,000 kids in the whole school. When you consider all of the grades. And there were maybe, maybe 10 black people. Or 10 people of color, I should say. In the entire school. And, you know, it was the type of environment where a lot of families had disposable income. Because it was like doctors and lawyers and, you know, whatever. People that were well off. Mm -hmm. And coming from a family that was not. I mean, I'm not trying to knock my childhood. I had a good childhood. And my mom, like did what she could to provide for us and we we did have a lot growing up i'm not going to deny that but comparatively to other people that i knew we we were not as well off sure and so i just remember like hearing people complain people in those situations complain about their lives like knowing that they were able to take these luxurious you know trips on spring break for example or they always had the newest iphone and i'm like what the fuck do you have to complain about? Like, your life is perfect. Shut the fuck up. Like, you know what I mean? Right. But this movie is exact proof that they people right. can have things to complain about, even if materially they have possessions. I agree. I agree. I, I 
but I also don't have much sympathy for Claire. I just don't. Like, what is her problem aside from the fact that her parents don't really like each other? Which is not her, like, that's not a fault of her. No, but she's a, she's a weapon and, like, she's a weapon in her parents, like, borderline divorce. Yeah. Because that's, that's where her family's at at the current moment. Is what it sounded is what it sounded like. Yeah. So but, like she does, you know. I'm not, you know, I'm not saying, like you say, she's your least favorite character, and I probably agree. Maybe. Well, she's not even like sympathetic to anybody else's problems. It seems like, you know what I mean? No. Yeah, she kind of sucks. I mean, she's straight That's up. What I'm she's saying. straight up. Like the last one of the last things she does is like straight up get told like "fuck you." Yeah. And like, fair enough. And she doesn't. It doesn't appear, I mean, aside from fucking John or whatever goes on in that closet with Bender, it doesn't appear that she really learns the error of her ways in any regard. Do you know what I mean? Does any, do any of them learn error of their ways? Yeah, I would argue yes. I would argue that, yeah. Especially Andy for sure has character growth because he, you know, he, 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 this is the, I imagine that mm-hmm. based on just what we know about him as a character is that this is the first opportunity that he's had to be vulnerable in front of other people. Sure. Um, yeah. And to tell everybody what he really thinks about his dad and his friends and his, his situation period. I mean, he even says like, I wish my knee would give so yeah. that I couldn't wrestle anymore. Mm-hmm. And so for him, it's his basically a therapy session it gives him the opportunity to have some release in terms of his own inner emotions right i would argue too that allison yeah allison i think learns that she doesn't need to to hide her face and that even though her parents ignore her now granted i know like a few minutes ago i was talking about how like she likes to go fuck with people but i think in the same sense she learns that like you know it's she can't really fuck with people like that because they have their own shit going on and she has to realize that you know people aren't you can't play with people's emotions like that i think that's fair actually i didn't quite consider that i thought i also thought that her like transformation at the end i mean i like whatever claire doing giving her a makeover is fine but like her going back and like kissing emilio estevez was just like okay i guess like fine well i i thought it was really funny that as soon as the reveal happened you just started dying laughing (laughs) well because it was funny she is like had like her whole look was completely different. Now she's like had like nineteen fifties friggin' Belladonna fucking haircut. Well, they they gave her Part, like a more swearing this episode than usual. Sorry. No, that's okay. Um, there's they gave her this virginal looking. <laughs> virginal. That's yeah. no legit. That's what it looks yeah, like. And she's wearing a white. Like where did she get a change of clothes? I assume Claire just had a change of clothes. I don't know. It's never explained. How did Claire put her lipstick on when she doesn't have any breasts? How did she do that? I don't know. Mystery. mystery. abound. This movie is so mysterious. <laughs> um, speaking of mysterious, Carl, the king, the lord of the school. Did you catch in the beginning when they're doing the kind of the, the montage of the inside of the school? Mm-hmm. On the wall... They have the, like, Man of the Year award, and Carl is one of them, one of the recipients. Oh, wow. And it's never explained. Wow, but he was, like, the Man of the Year at the school. Yeah. And then, like, ended up, like, the janitor at the school. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, janitors, I feel like school janitors, like, that's a pretty accurate depiction, though, is, like, eyes and ears of the administration, for sure. Yeah. And also, like, generally speaking, pretty fucking cool people. Like, I always, like, you always have to respect, like, the worst kids were the ones who, like, would throw shit out. And then I remember this happening at school. Like, would throw things on the floor and, and actually have the attitude that, like, well, they pay someone to pick this stuff up. Yeah, there, there were kids like that it's at like, my school, you too. Go, you go fuck yourself. Pardon my French. No, yeah. I, I never really, like, met any of the janitorial staff at the high school that I went to. Mm-hmm. Um, I was real close with the lunch ladies. Yeah. Um, but when I went to college, the janitorial staff there was always just super, super dope. Yeah, you I mean they—they they, like you want to talk about essential workers. Yeah, you need people to like pick stuff up. Otherwise, like things will have garbage everywhere. Wow, go figure. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. um, what else are they talking? So I love that they smoked weed. <laughs> I thought that was great. My doobie bag or whatever he called it, give me my doobs. Yeah, my doobies. Everyone smokes weed, and that was a good. Not that everyone. Was good, oh no, not everyone, because Allison doesn't, right? Right. Yeah, well, way to go, Allison. Everyone thought you were the most likely to smoke weed until you didn't, so there you go. But the scene, I always, what is that? Isn't there a meme with that, with the scene with um, Brian, like, with the sunglasses? like? Yeah, oh yeah. Excellent. So that was fun (laughs) to see where that meme came from. And, like, I remember my first time smoking pot, and very similar. Well, at least, like, how you end up, like, acting like just so stony baloney that you like you're laughing at yeah nothing. i um, remember have you ever smoked sativa before no okay because i have wait yeah or not sativa, sativa. wait salvia that's salvia. what i meant sorry i was gonna say wait sativa like i'm sure i have actually what are you talking about salvia no but i've heard not good things oh my god dude so, yeah i me and my ex like went in high school went and smoked some like at an old like elementary school playground like at a mall no he got it at the flea market when the flea market still existed yikes and i remember like we were fucking tripping i guess in a way i have done hallucinogens if i have done salvia yeah i heard it wasn't fun though yeah yeah it wasn't like no good it wasn't that great but Mm -hmm. anyway yeah but yes, I totally agree with you that yeah, the first time smoking weed, you definitely get real silly. Also, they call the jock guy Sporto. Yeah. Sporto. Sporto. That's freaking funny. That's just <laughs> hilarious. So we covered everybody. So your least favorite is Claire, and your favorite is Bender. My favorite is definitely Brian, uh, the King of Kings. My least favorite, Allison was gonna be my least favorite right up until like towards the end of the movie. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. So then who's your worst, or your least favorite? It's got to be Claire. Yeah, I guess. I don't like, it's hard to say, like, least favorite, because I do have, like, you know, like, if I wanted to say least favorite, I'd probably just say, like, straight up Bender, but, like, (gasps) he has the most, like, like, I can be sympathetic to him because his life sucks. But at the same time, like, fucking tool. I mean, yeah. Also, I like that she, like... Allison's like a compulsive liar and also like a 
A kleptomaniac, yeah. And she might even be lying about being a compulsive liar, but she is a kleptomaniac. She, like, she stole that knife, never, like, said anything. Stole the lock off of his locker, never said anything. Like, that never comes up again. Stole Brian's wallet. Brian's wallet, yep. So she's... Yeah. She's got some sleight of hand right there. She's the thief in the party. <laughs> yeah. You know? Okay, so Dungeons and Dragons. I think Brian's the cleric. He's, like, the healer or the mage. I don't know anything about It Dungeons doesn't matter. And... <laughs> Brendan... What? Bender. Sorry, Bender is the tank. He's like the warrior. Okay. Um, and he's a fighter. I, see, Allison's I don't know the, the rogue about, or the thief. I don't know anything. And Claire is a bard. What's a bard? She sings songs and looks good. Okay. I'm going to look up real quick some Breakfast Club trivia because I totally forgot to do that before we started recording my bed. You can, no, it's okay. Um, so, yeah, I think we got the message out of this movie. And I guess I can go into my rating real quick while you look things up. Yeah. I gave this movie, and I feel like I'm, this is just a thing with me. I'm, like, pretty generous with my ratings. I gave it a 4.5 again. Honestly, that's a very fair rating. I really liked it. And if I really like a movie, it's going to be, like, a 4 to, between a 4 and a 5. That's, like, my, I really like this. 5 is, like, this movie was spectacular. But, like, between a 4 and a 5, I guess, like, given it a little qualification, 1 would be, like, this movie sucked. Two would be, like, pretty bad. Three is, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Four, good. Five, fantastic and outstanding. This movie was really good. Yeah. So. See, I knew you were yeah. going to like it. I, I did not for a second think that you were going to hate it in any capacity. I didn't know what to expect. I really didn't know much about this movie except, like, the picture of uh, the characters. Um, so I really didn't know what to expect. I, like, I thought it would be a lot more, like, artsy-fartsy and... You know, nah. frou frou crap, but it wasn't. It's very. No, we'll have this to watch funny. more. There was a lot of funniness in this movie, and it got really heavy in the last little bit. I also have to say, hmm. um, for risk of just like going on a diatribe here, one hour and 30 minutes is the perfect length for a movie. Yeah, it really um, is. Especially one that doesn't need to take itself too, too seriously, even though this one does. It manages to tell like a tight, concise, fun, complete story in an hour and a half. And that is just a beautiful thing. Yeah. Well, and that's part of why, like, I know you keep wanting me to watch the Lord of the Rings movies, but I just Someday I can't we will. sit there for three hours. I just can't. My like my brain can't handle it. That's fine. We'll do when we do do those. We'll do a breakup of them. Okay. That's gonna take. <laughs> it's gonna take us like a month to watch them. All. We won't have to do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, It'll take a while. Yeah. All just right. Have to get a bunch of alcohol. <laughs> Seriously, we'll do a shot every time there's. I don't know something. We'll figure it out. We'll make it. A, we'll make it. Every a time they game. mention the ring, every time yeah. they say Nazgul or something. Some sure. All right. All right. Are you ready for some trivia? Did you? Yeah, I'll give you some trivia. Did you know that An- that Andriel is the flame of the West, the is reforged that... sword of Aragorn? No, no, no. Oh, sorry. We're talking Breakfast Club <laughs> yeah, trivia. Breakfast oh. Club trivia. <laughs> so okay. The scene. In which all the characters sit in a circle on the floor in the library and tell stories about why they were in detention was not scripted. Wow. Writer and director John Hughes told them to told them all to ad lib. That's wild. Okay, this is really funny. Uh, Because while you were talking about Lord of the Rings, I just read this and like laughed a little bit. So okay, John Hughes later said that his his biggest regret about this film was using the breaking glass effect during the marijuana scene, and I can't could not agree more. Why? (laughs) Because there's there's no reason for that. 
Well, he like ran into. The, well, there's no follow up on that. And no, you figure, it like, makes that would be, no that would, sense. That would like like you want to talk about getting into trouble again? Like you're you broke the glass on the windows at the school. Like Plus, see you that later. That would never ever happen. And you can't like. There's no way that that scream emitted enough frequency for the the glass Wait, to break. Wait, he screamed. I thought he like banged on the glass. No, that's him around. just going ah, and the glass breaks. But there's literally no way that that would happen, ever. Okay, well, I agree with John Hughes. You fucked up, buddy. Way yeah, to go. Way to go, John boy. <laughs> I'm sure it was just like, it was the 80s, and it was an effect that he was like, he just looked at it and thought it was super cool, and there was no other... sugar. Something, I don't know. It had to be something where he looked at that and was just like, that is a really cool effect, but huh? there's no logical, like, reasoning for it to is ever it? be in this movie. I'll just add it in here. Isn't that what they actually do? Like, use, like... A window, like they make like sugar glass. Yeah, that way you can like run that. through it. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I would. But think I don't about blame it, you, John. I don't blame you. I mean, if I could have bought a pl- big pane of sugar glass, I would have. Okay, but if he wanted this movie to have some effect or have that effect in a scene that made sense, there should have been a fight sequence or something where like Bender and Andy actually got into a fight or something to that effect. They could have had a reefer madness scene where like he gets so like. Reefer yeah, have him walk in the, or fall through the window. Don't no, have I'm him. Saying he gets, he smokes weed and he gets so aggressive from smoking weed that he starts eating the sugar glass. <laughs> and he's like, "Yum, rock candy," and it's like a warning against that sort of behavior. I think that okay. would be very valuable. You're crazy. But John Hughes didn't think so. So whatever. oh my god, okay. So Judd Nelson, that's who played Bender. Okay. Stayed in character off camera, even bullying Molly Ringwald. John Hughes nearly fired him over this, but Paul Gleason, who plays Vernon, defended Nelson, saying that he was a good actor and he was trying to get into character. <laughs> <laughs> My God. My God. How far is too far? Uh, Maybe that's too far. I don't know. Way to go, Judd Apatow. Hang on. This wasn't Judd Apatow. <laughs> Oh, gosh, sorry. Oh, okay. So, I'm sorry. So, one of your favorite lines of the movie was an improv by the guy that played Brian, where he says um, that he the reason for him having a fake, fake idea is so he can vote. Yeah. Yeah, that was improv. See, Brian's a king. He was out there committing <laughs> voter fraud before it was cool. Still isn't Take cool. Take that, Trump. <laughs> okay, no, he sorry. Would, he would have been... Gr- he would have been like, see, look, I watched The Breakfast Club. That kid committed voter fraud. Yo, what? what? Okay, sorry. G- John Hughes wrote the screenplay to this movie in just two days. Yeah, he phoned it in, didn't he? I guess so. Oh, no, I don't, like, what What are your reasons for uh, being here? I don't know, ad lib. Just figure it out. You guys, <laughs> don't you have enough material? I spent two, two days writing this script. Figure it out. Okay. That puts a little context behind that. I don't know, John. You're not giving me... You made a good movie, but how many times can you get lucky, John? Okay, I thought that... So this makes a lot of sense. So it says, um, Anthony Michael Hall, so the guy that plays Brian. Oh, sure. So his actual mother and his actual little sister played his mother and sister in the movie. <laughs> That's pretty good, actually. <laughs> yeah. I like that. I was going to say, they found a, a child to look or that looked a ridiculous about like that actor, and then I was like, wait, maybe it's the actual... He kind of looks like Brad, Bad Luck Brian, like that meme. <laughs> he does. Kind of looks like Bad Luck Brian. Oh my god, I haven't thought about Bad Luck Brian in years, Otter. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Okay. Give me another fact. 
I'm trying to find something that. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, reaction. I'm sorry. The da- <laughs> I keep saying I'm sorry, but it's just because I'm. I'm sorry. It's just because I'm looking at some of these these trivia facts and it, they're making me laugh. So I'm the, sorry. If you say I'm sorry <laughs> one more time. <laughs> the the dandruff that Allison shakes onto her pencil drawing for snow was achieved by sprinkling Parmesan cheese. Oh my god. The actress did not actually use her real dandruff as she is <laughs> she is often accused of doing. She did really, however, eat the sandwich filled with pixie stick dust and re- unrefined sugar just as it looks in the movie. Yum. Oh. Okay. I I said this to Rich when we first or when, while we were watching the movie, but I legit, as a child, like, when I first saw this movie, I think I was maybe 11 or 12, I legit thought that it was cocaine that she was sprinkling on her sandwich. I didn't even know what cocaine was when I was 11 years old. Yeah. Maybe I wasn't 11. I must have, I had to have been older. I had to have been, like, maybe 14 or 15, because now that I'm thinking about it, my mom would never have allowed me to watch this movie at that age. I'm just saying, she would never have allowed me to watch this. Um... Unless it was on TV and it was, like, edited for TV or something like that. Which mm-hmm. is very possible. Sorry, I'm on a little bit of a tangent. But, yeah, I thought it was cocaine. Anyway, thanks, everyone. My God. <laughs> Just eating that cocaine. Yeah. Mm. Um, Pixie the- sticks are awesome. I haven't had one of those tooth rotters in a long time. And my dentist is probably grateful. <laughs> I Did you ever snort a pixie stick? No, actually, I was smart enough not to try. Oh, it's not no shade on people who snorted pixie sticks. But... Uh, well, I'm one of them. Ugh, so, folks. yeah. Doesn't that burn your nostrils? Yeah, it's not a fun time. Well, see, that's why you don't <laughs> snort sugar, everybody. Okay, but also unless it's pure Colombian. I mean, <laughs> don't ever do drugs. <laughs> don't do drugs, okay? Don't ever. Okay. If you do, I will not be. I will not be happy with you. I'll be sad. So, there you go. Okay, so we were just talking about this, actually, that Martin Sheen is Emilio Estevez's father. Yeah. So, John Kapalos, who's the guy that plays, um, oh, God, Carl, sorry, okay. uh, war- jokingly warned the young actors to not overdo their intensity, laughingly noting that Martin Sheen once suffered a serious heart attack while filming Apocalypse Now. Emilio Estevez was enraged by the remark, and Capelos was then stunned to learn that Martin was Estevez's father. (laughs) (laughs) While Estevez accepted Capelos' apology and filming was unaffected, Capelos, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, by the way, Capelos said years later that he still felt terrible about what he said, and even though he hadn't had any idea about the connection between Sheen and Estevez, he had offended Estevez completely inadvertently. When Capelos guest starred on The West Wing, he told Martin Sheen this story. Sheen thought it was very funny, which then provided Capelos a small amount of relief from the, the chagrin he had felt about the incident since it happened. <laughs> That's, That's wild. Um, last fact, I think. The last one, you think? I think so. All right, I think we're going to wrap. Yeah, I think. No, I was going to say one last fact. You got oh, one last one? Okay. Yeah. Oh, I got to find a good one. Okay. You've been giving us, I think we got a few facts here now. Okay. All right. Um, let's, okay, here we go. So, this is a good one. Emilio Estevez was originally going to play Bender. However, John Hughes could not find someone to play Andrew, so Estevez agreed to play him. Wow. Yeah, that's wild. I think, 
I don't know, know if the I guy, would... The guy who did Bender did a good job. Yeah. I can't think of anything else John Nelson, or Judd Nelson has been in, though, since being in this movie. Oh, I called him Judd Apatow. <laughs> no, it's not Judd Apatow. Judd Applecow. <laughs> okay. I think we need to wrap this up. <laughs> I think so, too. <coughs> but, mm. yeah, I don't know. I like, the, I like the casting choices for everybody. I thought it was very effective. I like Yay. that Mr. Apple... What's his name? Mr. Uh, Dick... Dick Richardson, yeah. (laughs) Dick Richardson. You also need to come a little closer. Yeah, I know, probably. (laughs) Sorry, everybody. You're fine. But yeah, I think uh, I really love this movie. I mean, my personal rating is 5 out of 5. Wow. Well, yeah, it's one of my faves. I know my mom is going to be glad to hear that I liked it. Shout out to you, Mama. Yeah, shout out to Patty. We love you. Mm Mm-hmm. Love you very much. Um, Yeah, okay. Wrapping up this Father's Day episode, and um, thanks yeah. for joining us on this yeah, episode thank here. thank you. And we will be back in uh, probably a couple weeks, maybe. Yeah, um, to be determined on the next episode subject, because we'll I have to do a We'll make it a surprise. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be a surprise, but it's going to be a pick from me. It'll be something, obviously, just like our format indicates, something Aaron hasn't seen before, and something that I enjoy. So, thank you once again for listening, and uh, we look forward to... Having you join us again soon. Yeah, thank you guys. Stay safe. Bye. Bye.